McShane Bible Study, day 334, and we're starting in 1 Chronicles, chapter 28. And it starts with David's charge to Israel. And I really like the last verse of that, which is verse 8. It says, now therefore, because he'd previously gone and just established the fact that God has established his people and he's established David as king over these people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the promises God had given David. And they, but he turns and makes a charge to the people. He says, Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, observe and seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance to your children after you forever. So he says, God has made this promise, but you actualize it. Take, seek out the will of the Lord, the ways of the Lord. And you mm -hmm. will, you enjoy this promised land living, right? Mm -hmm. This is a this is a message to us. Seek out the ways of the Lord that you enter and abide in the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. the, and that you're able to raise up your kids and others, spiritual family, in these ways, so that there's an inheritance left, right? So there's multiplication mm -hmm. happening in the house of God. And then he turns to Solomon, and what, what was your question first about Solomon? How, how did David think that he was God, Solomon was God's son? Okay, so, which, what verse is that? Um, six. Okay, six. Oh, whoops. Okay, no wonder I couldn't find this backwards. He said to me, he's quoting God, It is Solomon, your son, who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. So, if we understand that that's a major purpose of God in this world, that he raise up people, be sons of God, right? Having nothing mm -hmm. to do with whether you're a man or a woman, but that you mm -hmm. come into the position, you know, you leave being a baby of God to being a mature mm -hmm. son of God, right? That you can learn God's ways as you grow, mm -hmm. and then you're positioned to be about the Father's business, right? It's mm -hmm. his whole purpose. And so Solomon is a representative of that. He's saying, look, I will teach him my ways. I will instruct him, and he will represent me. You see mm -hmm. that? So he's explaining that to David about Solomon, and David understood that about himself. And he's also a picture. If we look at, I think I shared this earlier, um, maybe in Kings, I don't remember, I, that there, there's a type and a shadow here of David being like Jesus and Solomon being like the many sons of God. David actually had many sons, but only one of them was positioned to be king, right? Mm -hmm. um, Jesus has many children. God has many children in the world, mm -hmm. right? But uh, there are a few that, that are called, elected, and decide to, just like we just read, seek out the ways of the Lord, give their life to the Lord, so that he can raise us up as mature sons to be about his business. Mm -hmm. So then that he can instruct the world and lead the world in his ways and who he is. Mm 
right? Mm-hmm. And so Solomon's kind of a picture of that. Let's see, verse uh, 9 says, And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. So God is not confused by religion. You know, if we, if we go about a show of worshiping him, but we're not truly giving him our hearts and our minds, our lives, mm-hmm. he's not faked out by that, right? Mm-hmm. David's telling Solomon, he understands your heart. He understands your mind. He understands every plan and thought. And he goes on, if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. It goes back to, it's always, every time God makes a new covenant, it's the same, he's going to tell Solomon this directly too. But it's always, look, walk in my ways and I will bless you. Turn away from me in, in your living under the curse by your choice, not mine. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, and, you know, so, so David's just saying to Solomon, be careful about how, how you represent God, how you seek God, how you lead this people. Verse 20, Then David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you until all the work of the service of the house of the Lord is finished. Mm-hmm. So God is all-powerful. He's mm-hmm. all-knowing. We have nothing to fear in the world mm-hmm. except Him, right? Give our lives to Him, and He will bless every path, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on to Second Peter chapter 2. So it's only a three-chapter book, and... Peter lays down the hammer in this chapter, right? Kind of the middle chapter. Uh, he's talking about false prophets and teachers leading the people astray. And he, he gives examples of people in the past, such as uh, the time of of uh, Noah, the time of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and he says, look, judgment came down in these times, right? And he says, he's not going to spare you all. He also mentioned the angels. He says, they were judged for disobedience. Mm-hmm. He says, how do you think you're going to escape? Um, he, and then he starts saying, you know, these people are just part of your fellowship. In other words, they're, they're Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, not e- eternally saved, as he's going to talk about. But they're... That's the presentation, right? They're going to turn away from that. Nine, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. And especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones. So, going after the ways of the world, the ways of the flesh, and despising spiritual authority. He, mm-hmm. he points out as the two major sins here. Um, and he goes on, let's see, 14. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children. So he's saying, look, they, they might be babies in the house of God. 
but they're just little children mm-hmm. and they've gone terribly in a wrong way and they're cursed right mm-hmm. they're living in curse they're not coming out of that state 17 these are waterless springs and mist driven by a storm for them the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved so he says there's total judgment that sounds like hell to me right Mm-hmm. Modern Christianity says that's not the way, but Paul and Peter and pretty much the whole Bible disagrees with that 150-year-old theology. 19, they promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. So the world, all, all, all the time, all different teachers, the ways of the world, encourage us to come away from the ways of Christ, the ways of God. Mm-hmm. And so you can be free of those things. But actually, he's saying you become a slave to the world, mm-hmm. right? 20, for if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. He says it would have been better for them to never become Christians mm-hmm. than to become a Christian and then to go away and, and encourage others to go away from Christ. He says the judgment on them is more severe. 21, for it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. And now we're in Micah 5. And so we have, did it seem like when you were reading it that there was parts where he's talking about really blessing his people and parts where he's talking about really judging his people? Mm-hmm. Is that a little confusing? Yeah. So let's try to go through it, okay? Now, muster your troops, O daughter of troops. Siege is laid before, uh, sorry, siege is laid against us. With a rod, they strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. So we have the people of God facing onslaught from the other peoples in the world, right? But two, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Do you remember this from uh, the show we watched uh, on Sunday? Mm -hmm. They quoted this, right? We watched the Chosen Christmas special, which was put out two years ago. Apparently, it was the very first thing made. He just made it for his church. And then that gave him the idea to make the whole series, The Chosen. We'd never watched it. Um, but, you know, so it's clearly Jesus was born in Bethlehem, right? When um, when the wise men came to... Hey, when the wise men came to Jerusalem and said, where's the king going to be born? They said, in Bethlehem. It's because they knew this verse. Mm-hmm. Right? But let's look a little deeper. If... Jesus is the first of many sons, and we see things like, um, well, we just saw yesterday's chapter 4 being very similar to Revelation 12. We see a woman, uh, we see uh, a birth, and then we see um, uh, many more children, but the women having difficulty in the wilderness. Um, Then Mama doesn't realize she's running back and forth. Uh, up on the street (laughs) Savannah says I need to be with you get in here Uh, okay so we see the the woman's in difficulty right we see now this little this little one 
being born, coming forth, right? To be ruler. Mm -hmm. You see that? Um, and then this is also whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. You know, Jesus was made before the creation of the world. The world was made through him, right? Therefore, three, he shall give them up until the time then when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people Israel. So there's a, a division. There's a, a time of division. Then there's a time of the brothers, the Sun Company, mm -hmm. coming back to help the church. Mm -hmm. Right? Four, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. So obviously Jesus being the peace of the people, right? When the Assyrians come into our land and treads in our palaces, then we will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princes of men. They shall shepherd the land of Assyria with the sword and the land of Nimrod at its entrances. And he shall deliver us from the Assyrian when he comes into our land and treads within our border. So we, sound, we see now the people of God interspersed amongst the people of this world, right? And we now see a conquering, a, a, an expansion of the kingdom over the ways of this world. Was it just last chapter, it talked about the, the mountain of our God will become greater than all the mountains of the world. It's the same concept. You see that? So we now see the Assyrian who had, the, or the, the world, the viciousness of the world had uh, come and hurt the people. Now it's being overcome. These wicked ways are now being overcome, okay? Seven. Then the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many peoples, like dew from the Lord. So again, the remnant that was preserved by God, who always wanted to walk in his ways no matter what, is amongst the peoples, right? Mm -hmm. Amongst the various peoples of the earth. Like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, which delay not for a man, nor wait for the children of man. And the remnant of Jacob shall be among the nations in the midst of many people. Swoops, sorry. Like a lion among the beasts of the forest, like a young lion among the flocks of sheep, which when it goes through, treads down and tears in pieces, and there is none to deliver. Your hand shall be lifted up over your adversaries, and all your enemies shall be cut off. So here is the Lord... The Lord's power and grace with his people, right? Against any obstacle. 10. And in that day, declares the Lord, I will cut off your horses from among you and will destroy your chariots. And I will cut off the cities of your land and throw down all your strongholds. And I will cut off sorceries from your hand and you shall have no fortune teller, tellers of fortunes. And I will cut off your carved images and your pillars from among you and you shall bow down no more to the work of your hands. And I will root out your Asherah images from among you and destroy your cities. And in anger and wrath, I will execute vengeance on the nations that did not obey. So now he's turning against his own people and saying, but you haven't gone in my ways. And so you will be judged. You will be eliminated from amongst my people so that I will have a purified people. Did they worship those pillars? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, that was a long time ago, but uh, they, they wanted to put a, 
queen of God next to God, right? Mm-hmm. They, they wanted to worship God in their own way. And so that's what they did. And, but see, and today people don't, um, don't worship what we would call, what, you know, like most of us don't have Buddhas, right? That we worship mm-hmm. a little carving, right? Or a big, a big pole, whatever, tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we have other idols? that we create in our life, that we hold up and worship above God, right? That is extremely common. And God says, I will eliminate those so you simply live in my righteous, my, my pure way, right? He wants to bless us more than we can imagine. Mm-hmm. And he is. I mean, he's, he, we, we see this in, in our lives. Because we've gone through a lot of these things. Judgment starts with the house of God and works outward. Mm-hmm. Um, his desire is to bless us. If, if we could have, have the veil fully, fully pulled back so we can know in full the purposes of God for us and see it clearly, and we could also see clearly the forces behind our desires to go other ways, we would choose him 100% of the time no matter what. Mm-hmm. However, we are born into a world of darkness, of a family of sin, mm-hmm. and it is his good pleasure that we should choose him through faith mm-hmm. and, and, and choose to enter into these promises by faith, not by sight, so that he can walk with us to train us up as a father trains a son to come into this glorious reality step by step. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. And we finish in Psalm 106. I, I was amazed, again, how much this is connected to what we've been reading. Did that strike you? Um. I, this is definitely my favorite Bible in the year study that I've ever done. Um, so Psalm 106, verse 3 said, Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. So again, that's what we're talking about, right? Those who walk, what's righteousness? To walk in the ways of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. To obey the Lord. That's righteousness, right? Um, and... You know, he's just crying out, remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon this prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. So it was just coming into this promised land. And then he goes, kind of, it seems like the last psalm was like this. He starts talking about the history of the people when he blessed them, but they would kind of forget and they would go their own way again and again, right? He specifically mentioned, verse 28, Then they yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. This is where uh, Balaam was from, right? Which uh, Peter just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Um, And so then he talks about how certain people would stand up and represent God and bring salvation to his people, even though the people had turned away from God. Certain ones would stand up. So he mentions Phineas, mentions Moses. Um, 
And but he's saying, you know, 39, thus they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people and he abhorred his heritage. He gave them into the hand of the nations so that those who hated them ruled over them. So we just saw this in Micah 5, right? Um, and it's the same thing, you know, David tells his son Solomon, look, walk in his ways and you and the people will be blessed. Turn away and he won't be, right? But for their sake, 45... He remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. And the, the psalm ends with people, you know, save us, our Lord, save, this is 47, save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. He is bringing about his purposes. It's up to us to decide how much and to what degree are we going to give him our life or not, right? He will bring about his purposes. We get to decide if we want to be, be a part of his blessing, right? By giving up our lives to take on his. Thank you, Lord. Do you have anything else? No. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Mommy, you want to join in? Ha, ha, ha.